Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. It's the only Arsenal podcast that counts. By Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus and I'm your host. I'm joined today by the boys. And we're going to look back at the Napoli game, look ahead to the Watford game, have a good debate, the prediction league and much, much more. Remember, this is an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Check out some of our other content on www.gunsandyellowribbons.com. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. And we made them look like they didn't know what they were doing. An Arsenal podcast. 16 goals in his whole career at Arsenal. By Arsenal fans. Hybrid will always hold a very special place in our hearts. For Arsenal fans. I've never seen Arsenal defend like this this season. This is your Arsenal podcast. There was clearly a plan and they executed it. Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I think he'd do a great job at Arsenal and I'd just love to see that sting and that fight back at the Yeah, club. but the difference is he's, he's good at managing people. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. Morning, boys. Uh, it's Johnny from the North Bank, Manny and Scotty Mike. How are we all doing? Yeah. Johnny's got a new mic, so he's going to be showing off. I reckon he'll be talk- talking quite a bit, won't you, Johnny? Uh, no more than usual. <laughs> and uh, have you got out of bed yet, um, Manny? No, no, I'm staying here. <laughs> I'm staying here, mate. As soon as we're done here, I am off to the land of the dead. Uh, right, okay. Listen, boys, uh, how did you get on with the Napoli game? We had, we had Napoli on Thursday uh, evening, uh, a really good game. Uh, Napoli have never been beaten by an English side away uh, from home. They've drawn one and lost eight. What did we make of the lineups of the game? We had Ozil and Rambo started. Uh, it was good uh, to was it good to rest Rambo uh, for the Everton game on the basis of what we saw uh, last night. Torreira was back. Aubameyang was back in the starting lineup after recovering from an illness, uh, which uh, he meant he could only come on as a substitute in recent games. What did we make of it? Um, go on, Mike. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed the game. Well, I enjoyed the first half. Lineups more more than anything else, mate. But yeah, yeah. Lineups. Uh, it was to be expected. I think it was, uh, especially with a side like Napoli. I think we needed to put out our strongest, or well, what I would say, our strongest eleven would be. Uh, and what did you to, make to of rest it? to resting Özil? To go on about resting Özil, uh, resting Özil, uh, Rambo at Everton. Uh, no, I don't think that. I think I don't think it would have made a difference. I think it no? should have played him at Everton. Okay. Okay. As and what to did what you we said on the other podcast. What did we? What did you make of the formation, uh, Manny? I I made it out as to be like a a, a three four one two. Uh, it was a yeah. That's that's so. that's how that's how BT Sports were were showing our yeah it was BT wasn't it yeah it was BT Sports, uh, they were showing it as a three four. Uh, one two Ozil between the lines. What what did you make yeah, of that? Yeah, could, well, that's exactly how it was because um, that's positionally that's where Ozil was. You know, the majority of the time, um, I was happy with the lineup. I could like Scotty kind of said, man, to be expected. Um, so yeah, no, nothing wrong with it at all. Um, I wouldn't have changed anything. So yeah, man. And first half, uh, our Europa League, League quarterfinal at Napoli is only 50-50, according to Gunners boss Unai Emery, despite his side winning 2-0 at home. Ramsey converted a Maitland-Niles pass, we'll talk about that, uh, to finish off a good team goal. Um, a flowing team um, move from the halfway line involving Ozil, Lacazette, uh, and then when Maitland-Niles flicks a pass six yards, resulting in Ramsey giving us uh, the lead. Uh, Kabali then scored an own goal from a deflected Lucas Torreira shot past the goalkeeper Maret. Uh, but was uh, but what was the best feature of the goal was Torreira's was pressing right from the halfway line and shooting, uh, and basically that move summed up Torreira in 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 the in the game. Johnny, what did you make of the first half? Oh, I thought we was all over them. Uh, like you say, Torreira's um, foray into the last third was brilliant he's cut back onto his onto his uh, weaker left foot was really good if if it would have been the other way around i, re- I reckon it would have probably gone top corner mm. 
And Lacazette, uh, he was uh, just before that. He was calling for players to get more involved. Um, you know, uh, uh, is he shown more and more leadership um, skills of of definitely, late? Definitely, I think he feels one of us now. There's always a Frenchman that has to be at the forefront of our our team. I feel. Ooh, we've got a French striker, and we've got a Frenchman on here. What did you make of it? Loved it, loved it. The way to beat these Italian sides is if you press them, you know, because Serie A is so slow and so boring. You know, teams teams aren't really pressed like we pressed Napoli and it showed. We were all over them from minute one, you know, I'd say through to through to half time really. So I was happy with that. I was happy with the intensity, I was happy with the aggression, you know, I would I loved the way we hunted them down, impacts. Um yeah, I have no complaints about that first half at all. I just wish we um, we could have scored at least one more in that first half, if I remember correctly. So that's like the only air shot. On yeah, the 34th so that, yeah, yeah. So that that's the only like you know downside I have of that first half. Apart from that, no complaints whatsoever. It's a it's, if there's going to be a complaint, it's a it's it's like a it's like a neck boast, isn't it? It's like, it's like oh, we could have scored four or five. Oh God, I wish we could have yeah. scored four or five. That's it. That's well, I think somebody said it could have. Somebody, somebody said it could have been five three if everybody oh, capitalised on all their opportunities. We were, we were uh, flying very close to the wind, in my opinion, <laughs> at some points. Hmm. And Ozil, we, I mentioned that he was playing between the lines. He was very effective like this. Uh, you know, is that another Unai Emery change in tactics and formation for the opposition that was Napoli and? Should this be the way that he plays for the rest of the season? It's how he plays best, Mike? isn't it? Given a free roaming yeah. role, just say that, that that's what a number ten does. He doesn't. They don't normally stick to one wing or or one particular position. That they just waft about. Is it though? When we're saying about Urzel, is it his best? Thing? Well, was well, it really it, it, his best best performances in his career? Not just. I'm not talking about Arsenal. When he was at Werder Bremen, when he was at Real Madrid. He played a lot on the right at Real Madrid. But he was allowed to drift. That whole team yeah, was allowed I'm just, to drift. Yeah, I, I think the, the thing is with Ozil is, you got, is, is like, he's got a bit of aftertaste. Yeah. You know I mean? One minute is all right, next minute is absolutely diabolical, like we could take the Everton game, for instance. You know what I mean? It's never consistent. He's always got that bitter no. aftertaste with him. Yeah, there'll always be an asterisk next to his name. It's just, it's too. He's 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 a homebody like that. That's the best way to describe him. You know, his best performances in an Arsenal shirt for me have all been at like home. the whole Arsenal team for the last two seasons. You mean? Mm. Yeah, but then again, there there have been some good away performances. Five to them away to Everton, away yeah. to Tottenham. But not consistent so, but with, enough. With Ozil, not consistent enough. True. I'm not going to argue with that. So, but with the thing with Ozil is. He's he's done this before, you know. What I mean, we've we've seen this before. Leicester. So the asterisk next to his name will be he's good some of the time. In the next two games, nobody will be surprised if he goes missing because that's that's just what he does. So we shouldn't be surprised. And and to answer Fergus's question, I think we played that way because of Napoli. Hence his his position because Napoli were playing a four four two somewhat. So having Ozil between the lines confused them. They didn't know what to do with him. I'm pretty sure, away from home, he won't be playing in that position because he'll be hunted down. So, it's Emery playing to, playing to the opposition again. And Ramsey, Ozil, Lacazette, Aubameyang, Maitland-Niles for the first goal. The combination and the midfield domination and the play. Yeah, Jesus, it's going to be hard to find a player to replace Ramsey, don't you think? I, I'm going to say this now. I, I don't think, in some respect, Ramsey was the difference in midfield. I think Torreya... And I think he showed how much we have missed him from, since his from from the get go. Yes, yes yeah. I, I agree. He has, it, it showed how much we have missed Torreira in the middle of the park. He just added. He added just. Oh, don't get me wrong. Uh, Ramsey did get forward, and he added a bit of creativity in the midfield. Don't get me wrong about that. But I'm, I was just saying, like I think more the catalyst in uh, catalyst in midfield for us against Napoli was definitely Torreira, and how much we have missed him. 
Yeah, I, I, to be, we'll get on to man of the match obviously after the second half, but he definitely is in is in contention. As are the other other players I've mentioned. I I unfortunately couldn't get to the game on Thursday night. Some things cropped up, and uh, I I I end up giving my ticket away and going uh, watching on TV. And it's a rare occasion for me to watch um, Arsenal on TV, and I, f- I find myself listening to the atmosphere. And it's amazing how the cha- the the we talked about this before. I think Manny and Mike and Johnny. I think the four, the three of us, four of us, were on the um, podcast, and the effects mics are changed because mm. sometimes you could hear the North Bank really loud, and next time it was like completely different. And some of the songs that are being sung, I could hear them, and they, they weren't being up loud. But one thing I did like was uh, I saw Juan Carlos and Unai Emery in a heated yeah, debate, yeah, and that was even before the first goal. Yeah, so you didn't get to go either, John. No, no, I had uh, I had things that cropped up, so I, I couldn't make it. Thursday nights are just a, such a fucker. Well, I do my volunteering Hopefully. on a Thursday, and usually I, I've got enough time to get to the ground. But I ended up having to stay and help out a little bit, and basically I didn't have enough time. Would have messed up the first half, so I just went home instead. Mm. A rare half time, uh, half time that we go in at uh, ahead. Is that your cat? I was wondering what was that. I thought it was one of yours, Fergus. No, what, meowing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah he, he wants to get out because someone didn't come home last night. Oh no, we're not going into that. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm stepping away from that subject. <laughs> right, half time. Ramsey, Oza, we've done the talk, uh, talking points and the pressing and the midfield domination. The second half, uh, we continued to push for a third goal after the break, and Maitland Niles uh, had a shot bounce uh, that bounced and was expertly tipped over the bar uh, by the Italian under twenty one international uh, keeper. Before Ramsey smashed another effort over from twelve yards, and that was uh, he done the same at Everton. It's just again, it's the inconsistency with the guy sometimes. Aubameyang uh, put in a great pass to Lacazette, which was uh, who's in a great posi- uh, position, but it, it trickled under his boot. I think that was the air shot I was talking about in the in the first half. Um, what did we make of the second half? It was it was definitely a game of two halves, don't you think? Yeah, it was boring. You know, um, I was left thinking damn like we really could have buried this tie considering the chances that we had yet on the flip side we let Napoli back into the game and it was to be expected because of the way we played that first half but one thing that was bugging me was that ball over the top constantly on Montreal's side and they were constantly getting in time after time and they had a couple of chances I think who, who was it that blazed it over the ball was it um, Zelinski? from Insigne's pass and again it was on Montreal side on Montreal side Montreal looked very very leggy and tired didn't he that's two games going now although he's been he's he's been played a lot uh, is the cent- like one the the left of the three of centre backs is that just a bit too much for him now maybe you know i mean how old is he now he's what 33 33 34 yeah so he's pushing on a bit man i think he's starting to show you know what i mean and we simply haven't got I would not put Mustafi in there at all. No way in hell. So, you know, he kind of has to start there, but he's feeling it, you know, and it showed. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play, you know, against against Watford, you know, just to give him a breather. But him and, and Kalasinak, they were getting, you know, they were being bamboozled by that ball. So mm. hopefully Emery has looked at that and he he employs the, the, the scum tactics where... The defensive line did not move. You know, we usually play over high line against the scum. We didn't. So hopefully that's how we play when we go away to Napoli because that ball, they're going to be trying to do it again for sure. Yeah. I, do we do we need to score out there? Yep. Yes, without a doubt. Yes. Yeah. I, I, and uh, I was going to say, yeah, uh, Monreal definitely had a job to do against uh, who was who is it? Callahan and Insignia. Insignia, and then after you know, when. Uh, Unas came on, wasn't it? For one of them, he turned him inside out in the box, didn't he? As well, so he definitely had a job to do. Mm. Monreal, but yeah, I think I think in fairness, I think Kolasniak could have helped him out a little bit more in that sense. But it was that long ball. I think it, that trouble does quite a lot. Uh, yeah, and I think they just type of bypass gone near Terea, didn't they? Really, um, pretty, uh, uh, pretty much going. Yeah, because I think our right hand side was. Definitely the harder way through for them. Uh, it, it was pretty much covered. 
And he's just obviously going down our left-hand side. I think that's where the trouble started to hit for us. But, yeah, I definitely agree with Manny. Do not put Mustafi on that bloody left-hand side because it will make it worse. His best position yeah. is on the bench. <laughs> no, 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 dressing no, 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 no. His best position is not even at the club. Yeah, his best position is at Tottenham. I don't. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even go that far. God, that that that's just mean. God, that's just that, that that's just unnecessary, Fergus. Please, if he was to go there, nobody would care. Okay, nobody. I, would no, care. I think people would care. I think people would care. Oh, we please, cared. We celebrate. we cared. We cared when Gallus went there, even though Gallus was a prize prick. Who the hell cared when Gallas went there? I don't well, know. Well, it's just the fact that Chelsea boy Gallas came to us and then went there. You know, yeah, but Gallas was a slag. I wouldn't give like, Tottenham the steam off my piss. <laughs> Gallas you know, was a slag. Gallas was a slag. Like, he went from Chelsea to, uh, to us and then he went to, to the scum, added by your same thing. Those are slags. Who cares he's what a, they he's a, he's a Nicholas and Elker, isn't he? <laughs> exactly, they've gone everywhere, man. They've been under every bridge, like so. Who cares, really? Mm. You know, Mustafi can go there with my blessing, bro. Like you become their. If problem. they want him, they can fucking have him. <laughs> they can take him. Shit. <laughs> so final score was two nil. Um, Maitland Niles had a hand in two goals of the past three games for Arsenal at the Emirates, one goal and one assist. Uh, and after managing none in the previous twenty five, uh, twenty seven games. I, I put in here, is he finding his form? I think it's probably more he's getting a decent run of games, don't you think? I thought he played really well. Uh, you, you didn't yeah. quite agree with me during the game, but I thought he was playing fantastic. Yeah, um, positionally, you know, to um, you know, to make those tackles, he was going past whoever their left back was. He went past them a few times like he wasn't there. You know, the presence of mind to play that pass off to Ramsey for mm. the goal. Like, he had a solid, a very solid game in comparison to the donkey of the day performance he had up at Everton. Every but, uh, player Woolley every player has bad days. Oh, he was the worst on that day. So I'll give, I'll give him his dues, man. He played really well. And I'm just hoping that he can find a bit of consistency. You know, because if he can do that, you know, between now and the end of the season, then it may give... Bellerin a little bit of an issue when he comes back. Well, that's what we was asking for. Mm, that's true. We was asking true. for someone to give him a bit of um, bit of competition. Yeah. And since the start of the season, Aaron Ramsey has been directly involved in eight goals in the Europa League, six goals and two assists, uh, more than any other Arsenal player. We touched on, uh, you know, a replacement. Um, you know, it's going to be hard to get a replacement for him. I think it's an all-round scoring midfielder, uh, and they're a, a rare thing to come by. Um, but I, since we all watched on TV, I was quite impressed with his post-match interview. I didn't watch me it. either. No, no, it. no it, his post-match in- interview was very much. I'm an Arsenal player, and we are going to try and go to uh, to Bakau and get to the final, and so on. It, it was he's very much. He's still he's still Arsenal through and through while he's wearing that shirt and utter professional. I, I, I am impressed with the guy. Um, who would you say your man of the match was for that game? Hmm. Lucas Torreira for me. He made the biggest difference. Yeah, man, I just loved this, this tigerish, you know, bullish in midfield, hunting people down, you know, cutting out passes, interceptions, tackles. Yeah, I missed watching him play to that level. I think the break done him good. And hopefully we see his best until the end of the season. Torreira for me. Yeah, I, same sort of reasons as Manny, definitely Torreira for me. I can't Johnny. think of anyone else, to be honest. Johnny, do you have anybody else? Uh, if, just to be different, you know I love Lucas Torreira. Um, but I... I think Lacazette put in an absolute outstanding shift in. He didn't score, but he was instrumental in all of our play. All the link-up play was pretty much went through him. Yeah, yeah. I, I had Ramsey and Ozil down as, as possible contenders as well, along with Torreira. Um, I suppose, as all three of you said, Torreira had made a, a completely different difference to the team overall um, and on that basis I'll probably I'll probably will up for Torreira but closely followed by uh, Ozil 
because I, I thought he was just he was uh, he was at his at, at at one of his peaks, you know, as we said, asterisks, whatever. But um, he definitely has one of those good games. Uh, prediction league. Um, <clears throat> I predicted two nil. Manny, you went for the draw, one one. Mike, you. Whoa, I went for a two one. What are you smoking? Still a smuggler. 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 Of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, two one. Uh, Mike, you went for three. Neil and Steve, on behalf of the guests, went for uh, 1-0. So points-wise, I'm five points clear. Five points um, on 45. Manny, you're on 40. With the guests, just three points behind alongside Mike on 37. So still time for anybody to catch anybody. Um, what would you change, again, from last Thursday night to what's going to happen on Monday night? Uh, we're away to Watford at uh, Vicarage Road. The lineup, would you change it much? Mm-hmm. With, okay. Where mm-hmm. would you change? I would bring in a Roby. I would bring in Mkhitaryan. For Ozil whom? would be dropped. Okay. Because he, he just can't be trusted. Um, and Iwobi for who? Iwobi for, for Lacazette. I think I would go with a three. Three up top. Um, I'd give Aubameyang a game simply because Lacazette started the last two. So in the name of rotation and all that, um, Torreira in the midfield, of course. If that knock that he picked up doesn't become worse, let's hope not. Um, and I think I'd go with a back four considering that Socrates is out and having Troy Deeney one-on-one versus Koscielny is a stuff of nightmares. So, yeah. And... Who who are our key players then, Johnny? In this and and Mike, then who who do you see as their main threat? So, um, Johnny, you go first. Well, their main threats is going to be uh, uh, their psychological edge, because you know we've we've got a thing about away games, and they're coming off of uh, uh, getting to the FA Cup final. You know, you remember what that was like getting to the FA Cup final? That was yes. So they're they first one in God knows how many years. So they're buoyant, and they've. Was the last time they got an FA Cup final? Was that with um, uh, not George Graham, Graham Taylor? Was that the last time they got to an FA I think Cup so, final? Yeah, but at the end Graham of the Taylor day, they've got from. they haven't got a chance of getting in Europe. They're nowhere near getting relegated. So basically, they they've got nothing to lose. So this this could these last few games in the league for them, they're just a bonus up until they the the cup final. So you could the the pressure is off of them. Johnny, I got a question for you, bro. Have you let your cat out of prison yet? Yeah, he's in like the next room. Can you still hear him? Yeah, yeah, yeah I can. Fucking at this mic's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> New mic, everybody. I apologise. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, keeping the, he's keeping that pussy prisoner. Um, oh dear, <laughs> it's a cat. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got dirty minds over here, man. Yeah, you're lying in bed. That's your problem, <laughs> uh, Mike. What, what's your thoughts on the game? Uh, yeah, I tend to agree with Money with um, going as far at the back. Because we have got the issue with Mustafi and no Socrates, and uh, and yeah, Troy Deeney against Koscielny is quite a worrying thought, especially one on one. I think they've got some, they have got some threats on there. Uh, Della Lefeu, he put in a right performance when he come on against Wolves, so he's he's one to watch out for. You, but you, and like, I don't. And uh, oh, sorry. No, I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say. Manny says, like you know, um, that they've got nothing to lose with the FA Cup final and everything else. But do you think that that might be on their mind, and they just all might be want to savor themselves? It could go. It could go fifty-fifty for him, and there could be right. We've got nothing to lose, so there's no point in us really putting in a shift. Or they could think, fuck it, we've got nothing to lose. Let's smash the fuck out of him. Or Troy Deeney might think, shit, I want to be in the final, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put a shift in because I don't want to get injured. Well, this is it. It could, it could go either way. So. It's it's all on them, I suppose, and in in all fairness, it's all on us. Hmm. We've got to start 
doing something away from home. We've really got these these lads need to start putting in a shift away from home. And do you have a, do you have a, a, a score prediction at all, Mike? Oh, I'll get back to you. <laughs> Uh, Manny, <laughs> Manny, mm, I'm I'm not confident. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, they've had what a week off, time to prepare. They will be up for it. I could smell a two-one loss, bro. Two-one loss. Okay, mm. Johnny, uh, I can uh, I can safely say that I am not confident. <laughs> but I, I'd if Ozil's on the bench, and um. We go with a back four. I think we could sneak a win. Hard work, mm. FC man. Hard yeah, work, FC has got to come to. It's the what they what they dub uh, workman's performance, and that it's that we actually have to slog it out and just try and be professionals and basically just show them who's boss because we do have the better players. We just have to match them. We have to match them for intensity. I mean, we can't match them for physicality. I mean, they're probably going to have the Corey and, and Kapu in there. Mm, yeah. So we can't match them for that. But we have to match them for intensity and we have to match them for mentality somewhat. And we have to match them for work rate. So we match them on that. We have the quality to beat them. Well, Zaka will be back. And uh, the matchup right. between uh, Torreya and Decore is going to be interesting. So, but it, but having Shaka back with Torreira alongside him, that has been our best centre uh, midfield pairing. And I, I heard you groan, uh, Manny. But not having Shaka for a few games has shown that he's actually an okay player. He's not a fans' favourite, definitely. But he's instrumental. He does do a job. He's in, he does do a job. He is, he, he, instrumental to what exactly? He's instrumental in how we play. Before. I don't see how people can't see it. I'm going to say just quick before, but would you rather have Xhaka in there or would you rather have Ramsey next to Torreira based on what we saw at Napoli? I'd rather have him sit in front of the pair of them. Boy, in the mid midfield three. Yeah, it's like two, two sitting behind, Torreira mopping up. So got like a four-three-three formation. Yeah, with two two wide up front of Bamiang up on his own, like Mkhitaryan on the right, Wobi on the left, and. Um, Aubameyang up front on his own Unai move over Johnny's coming in (laughs) (laughs) you think about it I agree I I think it it goes in between because they like to play uh, four at the back yeah they play a 4-2-2-2 don't they so I think think it's Mm. our best way of matching them like you say Manny so match their intensity if we bring in what we did against Napoli it was the right approach to take right intensity and energy to bring but mm. yeah i think this is this is we need to the first 20 minutes or the first half an hour or whatnot i wouldn't be surprised if we don't have much of the ball and we're under pressure mm. we just need to ride it out and then wherever happens happens keep the faith johnny what score i'm gonna say two one uh win for us and Mike, you've had enough time? Yeah, uh, I was going to say 2-1 win. Okay, and I've gone for a 2-1 win. So it's uh, it's it's uh, evens all along, except for Manny's gone the other way around. Full f- further behind yeah, in the league. In all fairness, it, it stopped me a lot from going that way around. Can you blame me, though? Can yeah, I can't, really I can't blame, blame you at all. On our away form, uh, I, can, I could see a draw, but I... I, I I'm predicting a win because we need to have we a win. To win Problem yeah. is, I'm going with my heart instead of my head on this one. I think. Okay, yeah, I'll put your score down. If if you were going with your head, what would you actually have said? Uh, I'd say three one, nil one loss. <laughs> What's that? One one draw. Hmm. If I was going with my head, but okay, I can't. But... I, uh, it's, again, it's trying to be logical as well. But I could I could easily see a loss as well. Yeah, yeah, we're just so like we go with such confidence when we're at home. We're going away now. I think our our confidence as fans and supporters is uh, pretty pretty shot, pretty shot. We don't know where um, we're Arsenal... going, do we? No, not really. Bit, we don't know what tactics is going to play. Don't we know what team is going to play? We don't know what what team is going to turn up. 
So it's literally been the most up and down season I've, I've experienced. This is what I like about Emery as well. It's so unpredictable. <laughs> Whereas if we had Wenger beforehand, you'd know exactly what team's coming out. Fair, mm. Fairly sure you would. Uh, listen, um, Max commented on Arsenal fans forum. Um in the match positives, he didn't... Obviously, Max, I know you listen. Uh, the idea of a match positive is to look for something positive in the game and not a negative. And Max commented, and I wonder what your your guy, your your thoughts on this is. Um, pretty happy with the win against Napoli, but made me even more angry against the loss... Uh, about the loss um, uh, at Everton, because the way the team turned up at home and, and away. And it's probably with the... Watford game in mind it's probably a good idea to have a, a debate I suppose about that what's your thoughts one it's not a positive Max uh, and two um, you know does uh, a win at home anger you like that it's the, Je- yeah, it's really. the Jekyll and Hyde of it isn't it yeah it is oh god I tend to I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle with the convicts statement because this is how our season has gone. So to see us perform so poorly at Everton and then turn it on at home is no surprise. Am I annoyed a little bit because a little bit more effort in the Everton game, we may have snuck a draw. Um, but that's just how we've been. So to expect anything less is a bit short-sighted. Okay. And I I posted some stats, I think. Um, I'm trying to get them back up here, but there were was, was stats. Our, our season, this is probably our best season since 2000, and points-wise, since, I think it's 2015. The 14-15 so like season, I think. 14-15 season. You know, um, our, our away form is better. It couldn't get much fucking worse than last year's, but it's better there are improvements. You know, we, we, we were in the top three uh, only, what, a week, two weeks ago? You know, we're in the top three. We've got a chance of uh, progressing through to the Europa League semi-final. We're in the driving seat of that. Um, uh, we've got a chance of getting into the Champions League just purely by qualifying in our league position because, you know, we have, technically speaking, still got the easier run-in. You know, um Tottenham have to go to City twice uh, this month. You know, once in the Champions League, once in the league. Uh, away to City, <sighs> you know, it's very, very difficult. They've lost their their star striker. Um, will that affect them? He spits when he talks. Uh, what was that? Sorry. Said it spits when he talks. Oh, you said okay. Sorry, I didn't get it. Um, right, the Arsenal ladies—they've got no football uh, this weekend because of the FA Cup. Um, it's the FA Cup uh, semi-final for uh, the ladies: uh, Chelsea and City, and West Ham and Reading. West Ham and Reading both getting their first appearances uh, in the FA Cup semi-final. So it looks like the you know the could be a an all London semi-final there our final probably likely to be City you would have thought Uh, our next fixture in the WSL is Everton on the 21st at 12.30 and as I said the last time the Brighton game has been moved to the Amex Stadium so there will be a lot more tickets available and it will be on BT Sports Uh, boys what did we did I know we didn't look at but um Spurs uh beat City uh 1-0 in the Champions League um first leg what did anybody watch it uh, what, uh, I watched watch, bits. I watched the best bit. <laughs> Harry going yeah. down. He trips when he yeah. walks. He trips when he walks. Oh dear! Oh dear! Um, I, I was surprised that result. Actually, I was surprised. I thought uh, they might get a draw. No, based on what I saw, I think City were very poor in their terms. I would say, from what I saw in some of the highlights, they didn't play to the absolute best. Of what we've seen, or what we expect him to be. Mm. Mm. And Man United Barcelona. Anybody watch that one? Yeah, again, I watched bits. It was like a training game for Barcelona. It was. It was literally like they never got out of first gear. It's like I'm going to give a big mention here to uh, Ashley Young as well for eating more bird shit. Loads of crosses. Yeah, no, <laughs> putting loads of crosses in the box and not meeting anyone. 
No, he, Ashley Young, Young is just a dreadful player, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, Fuck sh- Ashley Young. He is a how he, how, Fuck him. He has been stealing a living he at has. Man United. He really has. And you know what's interesting about Man United as a whole? Their fans, right, seem to be happy that they lost 1-0. They seem to think that they were the better team. And they weren't. They, they weren't the better team. No, they Barcelona didn't even leave first gear. It was it was a boring game to watch. But United fans going, oh, we only lost 1-0 and we could have done better. You had no shots on target at home. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck United. Did you hear the guy, did you I, hear the guy in the talk show? Uh, I think no. his name was Mohammed from Manchester. And basically, he was going on one about, we were the better team, we dominated. Um, you know, City or Liverpool would have lost 3 or 4 nil. All this other bollocks. Oh, and I'm thinking to myself... Was he smoking was... something? Yeah, uh, they were ripping the piss out of him. You know that ginger twat that nobody likes? He was ripping the piss out of him. And honestly... I mean, the, the fa- you know, it had What's Ed Sheeran doing on talk sports? 33% possession. That's what they had, United. 33%. And that's called dominating. Yeah. That's like you going home, to, like wrestling with your quilt and saying, you know, I dominated you. Makes no fucking sense. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> the hell are they on quilt here? wrestlers that's the, that's the title I, I i was watching it in a pub full of um well there was a mixture but i was i was there with my two brothers dermot and rory and, and they're both man united fans and they they didn't think they dominated they thought barcelona were all over them and they were they were surprised barcelona uh didn't get more uh, var uh, i think worked. it's because messi wasn't even having a great game was he, he didn't no he got it he got smacked in the face didn't mm. he mm. So. <laughs> that was funny it's like it's like when a cat um, catches a fly. That's what it was like. They they literally just they they sit there and they hold it and then they let it fly away for a little bit and then they catch it again just so they can. They do it because we, they can. We, and that's what Barcelona uh-huh. were doing to Man United. They were just fucking them around. It was like literally they could have come out of second into second or third gear any time they wanted. But they know when they go to the new camp, they've got to absolutely ass rape them. Watch what Messi does to Smalling in, in the second leg. Oh, I'm not scared of Messi. That... I'm not scared of Messi. Oh, please. <laughs> I, Messi, I, I know Messi holds a grudge. And he's personally going to ruin Smalling. I'm going to enjoy watching that. Smalling's a twat. And did we, did we think VAR was used properly there? You know, the line called a really bad offside. Um, and I don't know who whether the referee went can we look at that again or the panel came along and said no we think that's wrong um, I I think it should be in the referee's hands that he calls it because if the mistake happens on the pitch unless there's something like where Oxley chamberlain got sent off in, in pure mistaken identity I think everything else should be instigated by the referee I think certain yeah. things get missed you know what I mean it's like, literally people make mistakes that's why it's there so that they pick up the things that he misses. No, wasn't VAR used in the Liverpool game for his tough or Salah's tackle? Yeah, they missed that. Mm. That that was fucking atrocious. That was. Oh, what you know what I mean? Was VAR used for that? For that no, tackle? they never I, even I, picked it up. That's a disgrace. So, did see this is what I'm talking about. So, did, didn't the man in the sky, whoever the fuck was in the room or whatever, <laughs> point to the ref and go, "Listen, you've missed something here." So this is the thing. You you can have VAR and whatnot, but if you have idiots that don't even know how to use it, then what is the point? It's the quality of the VAR specialist, isn't it? And I suppose that's probably uh, what you're going to get. I would have thought the VAR panellists will be of the same nationality as the referee and the linesman because the, the referee and the linesman are the, and the guys with the sticks, uh, they're all probably from all the one country Spain or Italy or Norway or whatever and I would have thought the three guys in the sky the three guys in the sky I quite like that the guy in the sky <laughs> um, uh, they, they, that um, they're of the same nationality I would have thought wouldn't you? Yeah you would have thought but you can guarantee it'll be one guy jerking off in a van to Pornhub <laughs> <laughs> Oh you'd have to put his credit card Pornhub? details in now <laughs> I don't know no, I haven't I mean, been on Pornhub <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, if they all speak the same language, right? Like, it's not too hard to get on the microphone and go, "Oi, dickhead, you missed something." <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not that hard. So, I don't know what the fuck they were doing out there, man. It, it, it seems like you know, linos and, and the, they're just getting worse everywhere. You know what I mean? You can't get away from them. 
And uh, then you had our game, obviously, on Thursday night, and the Chavs went out to Prague, and they started singing a song. Boo. What a bunch of Stephens. Fuck them. Yeah. Fuck them. But um, the good thing was, I think there was six or seven of them singing it, and it was on video. Um, and um, three of them tried to get into the ground, and using technology and stuff like that, uh, they were able to pinpoint them and say, no, you're not getting in the ground, which is a good good thing and, and a way to get around yeah. it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fergus, but Fergus, on my way home this morning, I was in Clapton Pond. Some guy, for whatever reason, was doing the Nazi salute to somebody on the bottom deck. And he was pointing to his cross and he was wearing a Chelsea hat. Now, I don't know whether he's a Chelsea fan, but you're wearing a Chelsea hat. So I'm just going to assume you were a Chelsea fan. It's rife within their fan base. Fuck them. And again, nothing will be done about it. They're just going to go on about their business. Whatever happened to those guys that, you know, were racially abusing Sterling? There's charges. Charges were brought and I think it's waiting to go to court hmm. Hmm. I'll be watching that one it's rife and it's been rife in their fan base for years we're not, their we're, own fans don't hold them accountable nobody holds them accountable so our fan base wasn't uh, pure uh, pure and as the driven white as the driven snow um, uh, with Kabali and the guy got the n-word shouted Bali, yeah but he, he had the n-word shouted at him and racist remarks you know so it, it's an a video I, I, I saw the video, but I've just seen one that was put in the Sun or something or one of the newspapers. So they blanked out a lot of the words, but you could see asterisks and ends and stuff like that. So, so you yeah. didn't really, so you didn't hear it. I heard some of it. So he whispered it. All right, he whispered it. So it's not so, only is he racist; then, he's a coward so, as well. Yeah, he whispered it, and then he showed his face. So not everybody knows who you are. If I see right, him, he's so, going to get a slap. Oh, he's getting oh, oh, he's getting a good one. But th- there we go. This is where we are. And see, they say that football can be the example on how to tackle racism within society, right? But the powers that be really don't address it how it should be addressed. So when English clubs were banned for you know several years in Europe because the hooliganism had gotten out of control, most people in Europe thought that was fair. Now, racism has been going on for years and years and years. And the only thing that they've done is hand out fines. If they were serious about racism, then they would do something like, you know what? Here's your first strike. Give me all your match day revenue, right? To the club, whatever you've made on that match day. If you're away from home, then your next home, your next home fixture, give me your match day revenue. The second Mil- time that happens, deduct points. The third time it happens, wherever you finish in the league or wherever competition you're in, you get kicked out. That's the sort of, that's the level that you need to get to before clubs and before FAs and before the, the powers that be start taking it seriously. Handing out fines when Betna got, what, a £56,000 fine for showing his boxes, but then clubs in, in Poland are getting 30 grand fines. There's a discrepancy here. So until you start taking it seriously, it's going to keep happening. Trust I, me, I, you start hitting clubs, fans will start behaving. Yeah, Manny, I, 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 I do agree with you, but I do see that, and, and I think they need to ramp up some of the punishments in line of what you're saying. But some clubs are trying to take it seriously. Millwall have an awful problem with just with general hooliganism and stuff. And before the Everton game, that guy got, um, I think some some people were looking for it just as much as as, as giving it. But um, they've shut down blocks 16 to 19, I think, in the stand, which was their, their hardcore stands uh, up in mm. Scotland. Um, I, I can't remember what the name of the team is, but there's a, a lady owner who said, no, I've enough of this because it's got really bad in Scotland. There were stabbings after the uh, old firm, um, or the old firm game. There's been all sorts of stuff, um, things chucked at players on the pitch. Just the whole thuggery around football seems to be um, surfacing again. And with that, racism and everything else. It's just they, they, and she shut down a whole stand, mm. and mm. it's a small club. They, they, yeah, she is sacrificing stand at that as well. Yeah, she's sacrificing the revenue of that say no, I've enough. We're not having it at our club. And that's an owner taking it properly. See, now why... And, I'm, and it's commendable that the club are doing something. So if clubs are going, you know what, we need to do something about it. But DFA, the governing body, 
don't do enough what does that say you know, you know what i mean what does that say about the fa and uefa and all these people that clubs can do you know things like this i think well, I, you are only handing out 30k fines i think i think partly the fines don't justify it for me at all like you say if a club gets fined 30 to 50 grand that's not affecting a club of say for instance top tier clubs like arsenal chelsea man should city be proportional. Like that. exactly mm-hmm. it should be yeah it should be down to the you know what i mean it should be representative to the club of how much they're earning if, for sure, if, uh, but if, for barring drop kicking the dickhead off a fucking bridge or something, then you, you know what I mean. That's what you got to do. <laughs> there was a new new law brought in uh, last year in it, with data protection all across Europe, including GDPR. the UK. GDPR. GDPR. We've all heard of it. If if uh, you're in breach of GDPR, you get fined up to two percent of your turnover, up to a maximum of twenty million pounds. Similar sort of fines, percentage of turnover or percentage of uh, match day revenue, and that would fucking hurt. Yep. Oh yeah, it would, but start taking it seriously. And it also goes to show that racism comes in all shapes and sizes, races and creeds. You look at the Kuribali video and look at when the guy shows his face, he's not a middle-aged or a young white male. He looked Asian to me. So, you know, when people think racism in football, they think, you know, Italians and Eastern Europeans, all white males. It comes... It, it, everyone's got a little bit of prejudice in them and it came out in that guy so just putting that out there mm. um with that type of folding we've we, we got a slightly new idea with around the guna debate which was ask the panelists what their thoughts were of topics we should talk about and it type of manny's one was the koulibaly racist remark um and that type of fell in nicely after the the chavs uh salah chance um mike you had one um which was uh, why is there such a big difference between the home and the away form uh do you want to expand i think we expanded it during uh the match chat to be fair about how how big the difference is it's like i was saying it's it's a massive difference between the two i think it's probably lack of leaders on the pitch as well and hopefully yeah. oh yeah uh, definitely lack of leaders and hopefully with Torreira, because he's got fucking big bollocks, uh, hopefully him back in our away side. It'd be interesting to see if the five away games that we won, if Torreira and Shaka were in all of them. Yeah. Um, I think so. Like I think Torreira, Torreira was coming off the bench <clears throat> here and there earlier in the season. Yeah, he was with being rotated with Guendouzi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that that's a player I don't want to see playing at Watford. Hell no! Uh-uh. He'll get himself. He'll get himself kicked off when he sent off. Yeah, no yeah. Bench possibly just as cover, but I don't want him starting. No, I don't want him playing in that game at all. Uh uh-uh. uh way too lightweight. But we don't have enough bastards to to go away from home and and be gritty and and put in a nasty tackle here and there. You know, we don't have those. So we have got two. Into Rea and Socrates, but unfortunately, it's either one or the other, isn't it? We can't have both. Yeah, but that's not enough. No, exactly. You know, I agree. It's not enough. You need them. You need them pretty much everywhere. You know, you need to. It's it's a mentality thing at the end of the day. A lot of them are way too comfortable playing at the Emirates. You know, when you're away from home, you don't have that safety net. The pitch is a little smaller. It's a bit bubbly. The players are on you a bit more. It's it's a lot more physical. You don't have enough of the ball. So you need players that graft. You need players that are clever. And you need players who don't mind taking it and giving it. We don't have enough of those. That's that's why there's such a, a difference between home and away. We need to sign our own Virgil van Dijk. A towering player. Doesn't matter which position it is. To literally pick up the team and drag it forward. Yep. And, and who, who would you have in mind? I don't know. Besides, besides Van Dyke himself, <laughs> we, we need someone of that stature, don't we? We need someone with a big personality, and he's clearly going to be one of our best players, and literally be able to say, "Right, we've got to listen to this guy." I know there was a bit of a talk on our uh, uh, chat on, on our messenger chat about who we could sign defensive-wise, which is similar to what you're saying about Van Dyke, and a few of you are saying Koulibaly, uh, Koulibaly, sorry. Mm. But I don't agree. I, I didn't rate him. It's, it's not the first time I've seen him play, but watching him play against us, I just, I just, 
I just didn't, I don't, I don't I, see I, what the appeal is. I didn't think he was great, but he's a big bastard. He is a fucking <laughs> unit. Uh, what's it? Steve was saying about Manolas, but I, honestly, I think he's getting on a bit, and I think if he was going to sign one of the two, it would be Koulibaly. Well, I don't know. What is he still? Is what is he about? Twenty seven. Twenty-seven. No yeah, less. Yeah. I thought he was older. I thought he was like. No, 30. he's only twenty. No, no, he's only no, about no. twenty-seven, and I think Juventus are in for him anyway. So yeah, I think that's probably ruled out now. Yeah. But even I still, think I think mean, it is a bit of a beast. I think Kulibaly's twenty-seven. I think Manolas is coming up to his thirties now. That's what I thought. I, I think know. I'll just check now. And um, we've got one guy in the, in the wings. Um, we've got Callum Chambers. Could we not have him back? He nope, he, no. he he performed well at Borough. Uh, and got player, players player of the year, I think. And people have seen him play well at Fulham. What do we do with him? Okay, he's got relegated twice, but that's probably not all his that's fault. Not what, what, that's not a good sign. What? It's not all his fault, but you know, bad omens and all that. What? What do we do with him? Can you send him out on loan again? Until unless someone comes in with a big offer. That's, I, that's what it's yeah, be. yeah. I'm gonna say if. Is what, what would be bad to send a him? young English a young English player who can play in the Premier League? I think he's easy worth about twenty five mil. Yeah, easy. If we can get that, he's got four years left him. on his contract. I think Fair that's too. why we gave him a contract. If you remember, we we mm. all said the same thing. The reason why we gave him another contract is so we could extract the most amount of money when we sold him. Yeah, thirty. Right, what, right, we, need uh, make, we need to start making a profit on these players. Oh, right? definitely. We've got him for 16 mil. Selling them for 30 right, is, is good business, yeah. man. Liverpool have done it time after time with shit. This is what play, I like said. Sacco. This is what I said on the last podcast I was on. We, the best signing we could make is a replacement for David Dean. Someone who's actually going to um, rake them over the coals to actually get the most amount of money for players that we sell. It wouldn't do too bad, actually, Chambers, to go down into the championship with Fulham and spend a year down there, because I think he'd come out a better player, whether or not he'd be a, a better Arsenal player at the end of it is another debate to have. I, I really like Chambers. Uh, I watched him towards the end of last season. I thought he played really well, but I think now is the time that we need to really sort of step up our gear in transfers. If if he was to come and um, come back to, to Arsenal and play for Arsenal, he's young, he could play alongside Holding. Or, like, Koscielny's on his way out, mm. uh, so there is a, a position there. Socrates... He's probably got a season left in him, so we'd keep him. Uh, Nacho Manreal, fucked. He's, I think, out of contract gone. as well. His legs are gone. Mm. He he looks shagged. Um, I don't see him getting in that Shaka Torreira, Guendouzi sort of area. He's there, not going to get not, in our midfield. Th- there's not many places he he'd be a squad player for us still, wouldn't he? He would, and that's what I'm saying. He'd be better off staying with Fulham next year on loan. And uh, spending a year in the championship, it will do him good. Does he count as our one of our homegrown if he's out on loan? No, he has to be in the in the uh, the squad that's announced and submitted to the Premier League. Okay, okay. So, but for that that alone, we could do do with having him there as a uh, homegrown. Especially if we let Welbs go, and we don't know how we all feel about that. Yeah, I don't want Ramsey counts as one of our. uh, homegrown as well because we got him so young and he spent his whole career in in the UK. So, so but we will be getting the the players back that we want. Like Reese Nelson will be back. I think uh, uh, Death Row will probably go out on loan again. Mm. Uh, like so I think Saka will probably go out on loan. Maitland Niles counts counts as homegrown, does, doesn't he? And Bellerin Bellerin counts as homegrown. Yes, he does. Yeah, because it I isn't. Hope, it I hope Academy. Winner gets promoted as well, man. Yeah. Take your nanny spot. <laughs> yes. Definitely. For real. Well, I boost them up, like bring him up to the first team because you were saying about replacements for Ramsey. Mm. Willock has added goals to his game. Indeed. Yes, it's at under 23s, but even when he's played for the first team, he scored goals. Yeah. So the solution could be right there. So instead of looking out in well, Europe... The thing about Willock is he can like? play in an attacking role. He can also play in the centre midfield role as well. So he, he, don't ha- he can d- dictate play. I think that's a good shout. It is definitely a good shout. Yeah, his tried pattern reminds, reminds me a bit of Diaby, you know, in, in the way that he eats up the ground. Mm. You know, he's not quick, but he can get away from people with, with that stride. So I would love to see him, you know, be in the first team, be in and around of the first team. Get rid of the Yonetis, man. The guy stinks out the place. <laughs> Bring him Willard, man. 
Uh, can if I just say if, as well, quick? Uh, yeah, Manolas is 27. Okay. Oh, it, okay. If El Nani is to be uh, got rid of, yes, have somebody like Willock or somebody coming in. But El Nani has a place in the squad at the moment. He doesn't. He does. He does. He doesn't do anything wrong. Oh, he doesn't do anything right. Let's not even go into that again. Well, we did We've that. Done, we did that last yeah, week, didn't we? Yeah, and the week before, and the week before, and the week before. No, it was um, the other uh, Welbeck one at the week before that. Oh uh, yeah, that's when your balls <laughs> dropped, wasn't it? <laughs> Time to let go. Yeah. Last last topic was um, another one by you, Scunny. You're full of ideas. Uh, fixture pileup. Uh, fans complaining, but shouldn't we be happy about it? That wasn't me. That was mine. That Did was you? yours. Okay, yes, Manny. Yes, it was. <laughs> The reason why I'm saying that is like I've seen you know people complain about you know us playing on Monday and then playing on Thursday, but shouldn't we be happy about the fact that we're playing these games quick and fast and these games actually mean something? You know, like if there were if we were in good we were form, two, I'd agree with you. I mean, if we were play, if we were in this position right and we were playing two games in quick succession and it leads to nowhere, nobody would really care. Everyone would be deflated. But the fact that we are Tune it up, you know, against Napoli and could go through to the semis. The fact that we're still in the hunt for the top four and we could make it in there, for me personally, it's exciting. I agree. And Man United, right? Man United had eight days to prepare for Barcelona. Barcelona only had three, and yet they still went and won the game. So all of this, you know, games of quick succession and things like that, these players should be used to this. A lot of them didn't go out on international break. A lot of them have had, you know, rest because of suspensions and things like that and rotation. So that's not an issue. I'm pretty, I'm happy that we are in this position and, you know, the games actually mean something and there's, there's something at the end of the tunnel for us, potentially. So I'm not complaining about it at all. I'm not complaining. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see where we end up. It can be a bit um a bit taxing on the wallet. Mm. You're not going the way to what? It can be on the emotions as well. Uh, mm. Yeah, but it, if you look, Manny, sometimes that you have those points in the season where I think out of four games, three of them were at home at some time, and yeah. that was just just around Christmas, I think. You know, there yeah. was you do get times like that. What about the guys who go away and you know they they've been at home. To Napoli on Thursday, they're away to Everton on Sunday, they're away to Watford. Okay, it's not too far, but it's still away. It's a day out and everything else, and then they're off to Napoli on Thursday. That gets expensive, you know. It so gets expensive, but it's a unique experience, isn't it? Because you're following, you know, your team. Yeah, I, I something I, that you love, you know, around the country and around the world. So, I, you know, it could also be soul crushing as well. It can, especially if you go all the way to, <laughs> especially when you go all the way to Belarus and yeah. France and get absolutely trounced. Well, to be honest with you, you probably were better off going to Belarus and France than Naples. I would have been all right. Are you yeah, sure about that? yeah, I think you probably would have. They don't discriminate there. I, th- no, I think you would be all right. I think you'll be all right as long as you keep your head down. If you start getting too pissed and too leery, yeah. then you make yourself a target. Yeah, well, it's not really me, to be honest with you. To get, go out and get absolutely shit-faced. Uh, I prefer to... No, I'm me. No, I'm me. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not a leery drunk. I'm a funny drunk, apparently. So, Well, I'm not a leery drunk the, either. See, those kind of drunks I can deal with, right? Because got me and drunks the last few days, man... <laughs> I prefer you know a funny drunk, you know somebody you know you can have a laugh with. Some of the drunks that I've had in and around me, I've just wanted to smash them. But that's another story. Indeed, especially the one that was hanging outside your shop trying to nick your stock. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> listen, I was I was pulling a cage right full of alcohol, right, and as I stopped to go back into the station, these two dickheads were trying to like steal wine out of the cage and i'm not going to say what happened next because i don't want to incriminate myself maybe the cameras did that i don't know you, you probably had a quiet uh friendly word and said boys i think you've had enough maybe you should go home something no, along that line something along <laughs> no. that line <laughs> no it wasn't boys it was a it was a couple right a couple the, the, mm, yeah it was a couple <laughs> like, it, 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 i know what i'd be saying but again, <laughs> well, I'm not going to say you can, it on You here. can figure it out. You can <laughs> yeah. figure out what I said. Listen, boys, it's uh, been um, 
a nice podcast. It's not been the, the most lively one we've had, but quite a good debate that we've had uh, overall. Uh, we'll be back again after the Watford game, before the Napoli uh, game, so we'll we'll do something probably uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. We'll get, we'll get something up. Um, but yeah, you'll be listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons uh, with Manny, Mike and Johnny and me, Fergus. Um, hope you enjoy the show. Up the arse. Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. 